this is Michelle Carey here. Last week, um, my podcast was on mental health and social media. Uh, and I'm still kind of on that theme of social media. This podcast is on the social media dilemma movie that's been streaming on Netflix since September. Let's see, where to start? I feel like my feelings have been validated. My thoughts on social media have been validated by this movie. I've been having these feelings since, what, 2013, 2014, that my feelings of anxiety and, and, and inadequacy, and it, they, they started on Instagram. And as my life wasn't, I just felt like my life wasn't good enough. And I couldn't figure out why did I feel like all of a sudden that my life was just like not living up to the hype. Like if I posted something and it would get a few likes and someone else would post something similar or maybe even the same thing, they would get more likes, like 50, 100 times more likes. Or why did people choose to follow those people and not me if we're talking about the same things? It was just such an uncomfortable feeling between Facebook and Instagram. I just, I felt yucky to tell you the truth. I wanted to know what made me and my life not as interesting as others. Well, The Social Dilemma, this film, put it all in perspective for me. Even though I already knew these things as I discussed in my last podcast about social media and mental health, I just knew I wasn't tripping about the ills of social media and why I've spoken out against social media for years now. I don't know. Maybe it's my crusade. Maybe it's my cause. I've written about it in previous blogs. I've spoken about it in other podcasts. I've mentioned it to friends and family. And I don't know why that in my crusade to get other people to recognize about the ills of social media, once again, I just still felt like that my message was clicking with people. Like you can be on social media, but you have to draw a line somewhere. You can't let it consume you, right? So I'm advocating that anyone who wants to understand the motives of tech companies and their advertisers to watch this movie. If you want to finally figure out why you feel the way that you do or how uh, things work, you'll find out that you have been socially manipulated, behaviorally manipulated to keep you on that website, to keep you giving them data points. You are the product. So as per the uh, Social Dilemma website, they talk about persuasive design techniques, right? And the the persuasive design techniques are for like the push notifications and the endless scrolling of your newsfeed. Um, that have you in a feedback loop, just constantly swiping down, seeing that little circle. Did you get anything new? And it's to help to keep you glued to your device, whether you know it or not. So 
that's why I don't get notifications on my phone. I have to consciously make a choice to click on an app, right? Most of the time, I've missed out on a lot of things, but I figure if it was important, the person would have called or texted me. But if the but if the person can call or text me, then they must be a really close friend, right? Because um, if you're in my inner circle, then you have my number. But if you're not, then whatever you were doing, probably not. It wasn't that important, whatever they were sharing, because you couldn't share that with me personally. That's how I feel about that. Also, you know, social media advertising gives anyone the opportunity to reach huge numbers of people with phenomenal ease through your newsfeed, right? And it gives people the tools to sow unrest and fuel political divisions. How so? Because you'll see a lot of different political ads. Um, You'll get steered towards content that is either that's like-minded and that will give you hype. You can just tell in this whole election process how this has occurred because you have 140 something odd Americans who voted like straight down. You got 70 something million people on each side, 70 something million plus people on each side that are divided, like deeply rooted divided and they don't even understand how they got to this division point i mean you guys since 2016 how many family members don't talk to one another how many people have dropped friends um because of people's preferences um how many colleagues do you not like because they shared their political views it's outrageous so why do you think, I mean, this is why the election has turned so negative. It's like a divide and conquer. Society is really being played, if you think about it. They want society to be emotionally connected to their side. Because when you are emotionally connected to something, you cannot make logical and sound decisions. You do things based on emotions. You've been emotionally triggered to fight for your cause when you don't even know why this is your cause. If you really think about it, all you know is that you have been fed or have been bombarded with like-minded thoughts from people in your family who are like you and friends who are like you and groups and advertisers that are like you. So you perceive it as being a right or wrong kind of thing. And it's neither. It's neither right nor wrong. These are opinions. But this is what they have people believing, you know. Um, also, the website, the Social Deliverance website talks about algorithms um, and how they promote content that sparks this outrage, hate, and it amplifies biases with the data that is fed to them. So once again, just, just think about how this stuff is really um, adding on discord. And it's not good discord. I can see you can have discord and agree to disagree, but the discord of how maniacal, maniacal it's gotten because people want to now dox people and call people out and make lists of people who support certain people that they don't like. I mean, it's ridiculous. I just, I just believe that people have been psychologically manipulated. And if you're continuing, you're, everybody's continuing to be socially 
manipulated. They're being manipulated through the connections that you have with your family, your friends, your colleagues, and your acquaintances. And social media companies are mining your likes, your dislikes, your wants, your needs, your fetishes, your flaws, and whatever else to sell you a bunch of things you you don't need or even knew that you wanted, right? Because you thought if you got this car, you'll be better and you'll be younger and people will appreciate you more. Oh, maybe I need a nose job or maybe I need uh, a Brazilian butt lift so I can look a certain way like those IG model people who are photoshopping the hell out of themselves, right? That all plays a part, right? So I need for you all to look up this person. Her name is Shoshana Zuboff. I hope I'm not butchering her last name, but Shoshana, S-H-O-S-H-A-N-A, last name Zuboff, Z-U-B-O-F-F. She coined the term surveillance capitalism. And it it just all brings into perspective of, like I said, how I was always feeling that I was being targeted, kind of like. But surveillance capitalism is the new way companies claim private, your human experience as products, right? The things that you do, the adventures that you go on. Oh, you know, oh, you went to Miami Beach, eh? Well, here, how about going to Jamaica? And they just profit off of you. You are the product. Your, everything that it is that who you are has now been commodified. That's where I have a problem. So surveillance capitalism according to Wikipedia, is an economic system centered around the commodification of of personal data with the core purpose of profit-making. So since personal data can be commodified, it has become one of the most valuable resources on Earth. Can you imagine you, yourself? It's like the Matrix, right? When Neo is the battery, (laughs) humans are the most valuable resource on earth. Not gold, not silver, not uh, platinum, not titanium, and not even in the Marvel universe with vibranium, okay? You, you are the most valuable resource. So the concept of this surveillance capitalism as described by Shoshana, it arose as advertising companies led by Google's AdWords saw the possibilities of using personal data to target consumers more precisely, right? So instead of just sending out an ad like they used to do, so you could be watching TV and you would see an ad, you know, for Burger King. Well, okay. It would make you want Burger King if you were into that, right? We're talking like 30 years ago. But now, can you imagine sitting on your phone and getting actual targeted ads to um, not only Burger King, but a whole bunch of other burger joints, right? Um, And trying to solicit you to act upon these hints that you're putting in your head. How easy it is. For example, I'm looking for a new car. I've been looking for another car now for almost eight months. It's not that I need to rush out and buy another car. I'm taking my time. 
and I've looked at all different kinds of cars and I can't tell you how many times dealership ads have popped up on my Instagram looking because I was looking for a car for months now months okay anyway so this is why when you search something on Google it pops up in your feeds and on other social media sites you know did you know that IG was listening to your conversations to offer you items that you've discussed your mic is on and they tell you that you need your mic on so you can record the videos right so at first, you know, I think we all found this creepy as fuck. It was right that you would say, oh, yeah, green tea. Um, I, I really like green tea or black tea or herbal tea. And the next thing you know, in your Instagram feed, you're getting a whole ad about Tivana. How creepy was that? Right. Um, you know, collecting in the processing of this data. It's the context of capitalism's core profit-making motive. But I look at it as being a danger to human liberty and your well-being, your privacy, you know, your rights. So there are significant vulnerabilities and control of society as well as your privacy that are in play here. So if you look, look how Apple is going full throttle on their privacy advocacy and trying to gain more consumers into their ecosystem under the disguise of we are more private than the others, right? That uh, third-party apps, we're blocking them for this or Google, we're blocking you from that. But to me, in some ways, even though you feel like you're fighting against big tech and their intrusiveness with Apple... What you're really doing is allowing Apple to be the sole pilferer of your content in a way, right? So if you dump yourself into the the Apple ecosystem and Apple is steadily um, kicking other people out, right? Or limiting how much information they can get from their consumers. You have to think, what kind of information is Apple getting? From what I understand, you know, Apple is putting together their own search engine to compete with Google. How is that going to work? I mean, they've all they've already been under um, scrutiny about other people's ideas coming into the app store and either buying that idea and using it or um, making their own app that competes with that third party app. And just directly putting it on their devices, right? Interesting. So, if you really look at it, economic pressures of capitalism are driving the intensification of connection and monitoring online with spaces of social media becoming open to saturation by corporate actors directed at the making of profit and the regulation of action. One example is that Oliver Stone, the director, He pointed out that the location-based game Pokemon Go, which I've never played, right, but I know it, is the latest sign of of the emerging phenomena and demonstration of surveillance capitalism. He criticized the game on the grounds that the location of its users was not only for the game purposes, but also to retrieve more information about its players. By tracking users' locations, the game collected far more information than users' names and locations. 
It accesses the contents of your USB, your USB storage, your accounts, your photographs, your network connections, and phone activity. You can even activate your phone when it was in, it could even activate your phone when it was in standby mode. Thank God I never played this game, right? The data is then analyzed and commodified by companies such as Google, who significantly invested in the game's development to improve the effectiveness of targeted advertisement. Did you know that? So numerous organizations have been struggling, of course, with these kinds of things because of free speech and privacy laws in the new surveillance capitalism world. And various national governments have enacted stricter privacy laws, right? Especially with the increased exposure of the Facebook Cambridge Analytica data scandal that occurred in 2018. That in itself right that in itself so if you watch the demo- the uh the documentary film the great hack it tells of the story of how cambridge analytica used facebook to manipulate the 2016 u.s presidential election they did extensive profiling of users and news feeds that are ordered that have been uh used by like black box algorithms to mine that data to send you targeted ads, okay? So, if you also look into Bruce Sterling's lecture, it talked about the epic struggle of the Internet of Things, and that explains how consumer products could become surveillance objects that track people's everyday life. Um, He highlights the alliances between multinational corporations who develop the Internet of Things. um, And that is based, it's kind of like a surveillance system which feeds surveillance capitalism. And you know what you do? You allow it right into your home. Oh, I have this nice refrigerator that hooks up to my phone and now I can do XYZ. Or I have these nice lights that I can do this with. I mean, if you really, if you think how anything in your home hooks up to your phone, yeah, they can just creep right on in through those little networks and you don't even know it. You don't even know it. Even in 2020 with COVID-19, that even presented a way um, for surveillance capitalism. And that was through the electronic contact tracing the CDC, they developed these guidelines for digital contract tracing um, via mobile apl- um, applications. And, you know, Apple and Google partnered to develop, and they developed the privacy-preserving contact tracing statement to provide guidance for individual developers and public health departments and others who may be utilizing their technologies to create apps and processes for training the spread and existence of COVID-19 in our communities and regions. COVID-19 has opened up a lot of questionable things between the contract tracing, oh, you got COVID, so now I need to find out who all your friends are kind of thing, versus um, the mask mandate uh, and just how people are feeling. I'm, I'm not on the right or wrong side here. I wear my mask. All I'm saying is it has uh, opened up deeper divisions on people, on how they feel about their civil liberties, their rights, 
um, versus government control. So we really need to stop and take a look at how free we think we are and perceive that we are. We're always being surveilled and we don't even know it. And as the decades have went by, you thought the police state was one of those, you know, things where you see cops lying in the streets trying to keep you in check. But nope, you're being surveilled by something as simple as your phone, right? Or your computer. Through the apps. Everything is through the apps. And as per the Center of Humane Technology, which was started by Tristan Harris, who is the main person in the Social Dilemma um, movie, he says, as long as social media companies profit from the outrage, confusion, addiction, and depression, our well-being and democracy will continue to be at risk. And I wholeheartedly agree. So all I say to you, my friends, is watch how you conduct yourself online. Help your future self today by putting a stop to allowing corporations to commodify you and your interests. Mind yourself, don't be another penny and their piggy bank. All right, y'all. That is my, that is this week's podcast, The Social Dilemma. Please check it out. It's on Netflix streaming. Um, It is mind opening and uh, it definitely will put you down the rabbit hole of what has occurred. Um, not only in this country, but around the world, but mostly in this country under the disguise of freedom and free speech and our constitution, we've been duped. We've been duped. You got to remember just cause it's free don't mean it's good. All right. Peace. <laughs>